Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Y'all, y'all like good news? I like good news. And I'm going to get to this list of, of companies that are, that are uh, doing really, really good at, at making conservatives really, really mad. But I love this story right here. I shared this in a, one of my Facebook posts yesterday. This is from Market Watch. It says, Bud Light anti-trans backlash has some way and potential chilling effect on corporate LGBTQ plus support. Let me break that down in layman terms. Other companies saw what happened to Bud Light and they don't want to fa or foe. They don't want to fa foe. And if you're new here, that means F around and find out. Target got a little bite of it yesterday. Target got a bite of it yesterday. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you should still be boycotting Target. So let's read this a little bit here. It's a little wind, a little long-winded, but it's worth listening to. Sales of Bud Light fell for a sixth straight week following the uproar over the brand's partnership with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. New industry data shows leaving more analysts weighing the short-term and long-term fallout for the 40-year-old light beer. You know what's funny? It's like in a related video, Proud Boys dressed as Bud Light bottles protest drag shows at a church. (laughs) Got to be Proud Boys. Got to be white supremacist. Anybody that disagrees with the trans agenda is a white supremacist. I got a whole nother article about that I'll try to get to today too. They just anybody that protests any of this trans stuff is a white supremacist. <laughs> anyway, back to this article. Some analysts said that Bud Light was running out of time to turn sales trends around ahead of Memorial Day weekend and predicted a discount wave, the likes of which has not been seen since two thousand five. Other research wondered. Other researchers wondered about the possible chilling effect on corporate America's support, actual or lip service, can't get no lip service from me, uh, to LGBTQ plus people as anti-trans sentiment becomes law in many states. Bud Light volume, a measure of liquid sold for the week ending May 13th, fell 28.4%, following a 27.7% drop the week before, according to the trade publication Beer Business Daily which analyzed the Nielsen IQ data. So this whole thing started April 1st. And sales are dropping every week more. This story will not go away. This story will not go away. It is getting worse and worse. It may not be that bad for them here, according to my buddy. It may not. Maybe not. But nationally, it's bad. I, I And I can't imagine. I, I don't know a single person still drinking Bud Light right now. That I've seen. Hell, I'm one of the loudmouths about it, and I still sip on a on a Mick Ultra once in a blue moon when it's in front of me. But it, it, you're down thirty percent. Somebody's not drinking it. Those numbers are real. 
says in at least one store, the publication said a Bud Light 24-pack was priced as low as $3.49. This could be a promotional summer, the likes of which we haven't seen since after Hurricane Katrina in 2005, where there was so much beer inventory backed up in the trade that it initiated the price war of all price wars, which ended with InBev being about to initiate a hostile takeover of Anheuser-Busch two years later after its market cap cratered, Beer Business Daily said. The publication said steep price-cutting battles are often spurred by outside events like a hurricane or, in this case, anger over the partnership with Mulvaney. The difference this time, it said, was that external the external event is only negatively affecting one brewer. The publication said the volumes were down for Budweiser, Bush Light, and Mick Ultra, beer brands owned by Bud Light's parent company, Anheuser-Busch, InBev. However, volume rose for rivals like Coors Light, Miller Light, and Paps. And, and look, Bud Light could still very well be outselling all of them because it was the number one beer in the world, in America anyway. So you could still lose 30% in some cases and still be outselling. So that part's true when you have that big of a lead. But when these numbers are continuing to fall like they are, and the other side, it's like a seesaw. The other side is pivoting up and you're going down. Gonna be a it's gonna be a sad day when Bud Light ain't the number one beer anymore. Bump Williams, president and chief executive of Bump Williams Consulting, said over an email that if Bud Light couldn't turn sales around by Memorial Day weekend, generally a holiday featuring a heavy amount of grilling and beer drinking, then this brand and the entire AB InBev portfolio is in serious jeopardy of losing their consumer base forever. And I'm off. Let's see here. All right. Demand for light beer has been falling over the years as craft beer, hard seltzers, and other alternatives draw younger drinkers. And Coors Light, among the brands that have seen a bump in demand for Bud Light during the Bud Light backlash, has, like other brands, run campaigns supporting LGBTQ plus people in the past. Sarah Kate Ellis, chief executive of the LGBTQ advocacy group GLAAD, said last month that companies understood that inclusion was good for business. Here's where this gets good. Experts have also said that politically-led social boycotts typically evaporate quickly and that marketers are usually willing to suffer resistance from from one demographic in order to win over another in the long term. Basically, they're okay with pissing you off short-term because they think you'll just forget and move on. And once they've satisfied the new little demographic of people, they also get their old demographic back. And that has backfired. And... uh. But they also said that growing trans sentiment threatens to stretch the Bud Light boycott over over longer than normal time frames. A number of states have banned gender-affirming care for minors. Meanwhile, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis went after Walt Disney Company's self-governing status, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the measure don't say gay. But other experts said right-wing groups, after lobbying in large corporations' interests for years, were caught off guard by some of those businesses being pushed back by laws. Long story short, Long story short here, and I got two callers on hold. Now they're worried that other companies are going to see what happened to Bud Light. And if y'all want me to email y'all this article or text it to you, I will. It's worth it. It's a good read. Now they're worried people are seeing what happened to Bud Light, and they themselves don't want to F-A-F-O, FIFO. And that's exactly how we're winning. I guarantee you right now, as we sit here on the cusp, on the eve of Pride Month, there's a lot of marketing departments 
reeling it as far back as they can. They were going head first into the trans nonsense. They were just going to go head first into it. See North Face. See North Face's example that jumped out a little too soon and is getting all the blowback. People are tired of this crap. People are tired of it. I don't care if the company is owned by a trans Rambo warrior. I don't need that in my ads. I just don't. But I appreciate companies doing it. it. Let's me know where to spend my money and where not to. I said this yesterday on social media or the other day. If I got to boycott my butt living all the way back to like I'm on Little House on the Prairie, I will. I absolutely will. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Clay, uh, just a quick comment. I, I hear these people talking about, you know, well, you know, those parents have a right to take their kids down there to see the drag show if they want to. You know, that's part of their freedom as, as an American. But I just want to make a point here that, first of all, you can't take your six, five, six, seven, eight-year-old down to the, the nudie bars and have them watch pole dances. You know, we do have laws to protect children regardless of the fact that they are your children, you know. Yep. Um, that's the first thing. But the second thing I think is uh, uh, even a more weighty matter is uh, about these tra- about these uh, drag shows and uh, places like libraries and things. I know you all have already touched on the, the fact that it's taxpayer funded, but I just want to put this out there and say, you know, if uh, if the Ku Klux Klan went down there and said, we, we're going to have a Klan uh, reading for the kids – and we're going to read Hitler's speeches. Bring your little kitties on down to hear it. You know, all these people would be down there screaming and yelling. They'd have the media, the national media well, down there. Or even better, even better, if they didn't tell the parents and they just did it like they're doing with this trans stuff. I'm sorry, say that again? I'm saying, or, or even better or worse, depending on your perspective, if they didn't tell everybody they were about to do it, and they just did it. They dressed somebody up as Hitler and let them read uh, the Third Reich stuff to them. And then the kids go home. It's like, today, what did you learn at school today, little Jimmy? Oh, we learned about Hitler in the Third Reich and a guy with a little funny little mustache sat in a rocking chair and read to me on his lap. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. All these people that are claiming, oh, well, it's their right as Americans, as their kids. And and that's right. It's true. I, I respect our, our rights and our freedoms as Americans. I will, I, you know, I will uphold those. But those people that are saying that now, they would not be saying it in the case of the Klan down there. They would be out there screaming the loudest about putting a stop to it and about how the the library shouldn't be doing it and so on. And well, just for 100% clarification, as they should be. Well, sure, of course, but but you get my point. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, great call. Thank you for making that point for us. Let's take one more call. Hey, caller, you got about a minute. I got to take a break. Hey, Clay. Hey. But to your previous caller who was saying, what's the difference? Hey, what's the difference? Hold on. Hold that thought. I'm going to come to you after the break. I want to hear what you got to say. Okay. All right, hold on. Let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back with Not Your Average Joe on the clicking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, let's go straight back to the phone here with Joe. Hey, brother, you're on there. Hey, Clay. Yeah, the previous caller was talking about what's the difference. What's the difference? When we do it or versus they do it, you mentioned something a little bit about cancel culture. When they do it, they don't want the debate of ideas. They don't want an exchange of ideas. You know, they call your advertisers and say, we want Clay Edwards off the show. Um, when a conservative speaker shows up at a college campus, they shout him down that he's not able to talk to anybody. 
Exactly. Um, and I think what's going on with Bud Light and um, hopefully other businesses is when we say that we just don't want to spend their money there. Like you said, you want to go buy your you want to go buy Bud Light with with a transgender on the can. In fact, they're transvestite. Let's go back to the original word. Uh, instead of calling it the word they call it, they're mm-hmm. transvestites. They're men dressed up in women's clothes. Yep. And, uh, but, you know, if they want to do that, if they want to support it, like I said, if they want to take their kids to that, then that's their choice. But, you know, we have a choice. We get to vote with our pocketbook to say, I don't want to spend my money there. And, and it's not, doesn't even have to be an orchestrated campaign. You know, I, I put my foot down a long time ago about those stupid masks. I refused to wear the stupid mask unless I absolutely had no choice, like a doctor's office. But if I saw a store and they were adamant about, sir, where's your mask? I said, well, then you don't need my money then. I'll go find some other place. And I did. You know, when they started putting those uh, no-gun signs and our, you know, no firearms permitted, yep. and I've got a concealed carry permit, or even if I didn't have a gun on me, I'd go find a store that didn't have the sign. You know, it's just a matter of voting with your pocketbook, which is one of the, uh, you know, go back to the 60s. That's what they did. Yeah, and that's rights a, movement. And that's all that we asked for. You know, mm-hmm. if Target can stay open, I, I, I don't want Target to close. I don't want Bud Light to go out of business. I just, If you think you got enough people that will support you by alienating your core audience, then, hey, by all means, knock it out. And then call us all bigots and, and white supremacists on the way out the door. You know, good luck with it. If the other thing that we're kind of fighting against is now that the uh, financial industry has come out with this ESG score. Yeah, I got that and, all uh, pulled up right here. All of the, yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying, I, I've got the uh, I've got the reports from the Human Rights Campaign and all that, which is basically the the ESG. Uh, I got the, the the top companies who score 100, who got 20 years of scoring 100. Apple, J.P. Morgan. American Airlines, Nike, Xerox, Kodak, Replacements Limited. Not sure what that is, but I mean, I can go on and on and on and on. You know, so it, they, they've they're all interwoven into this ESG nonsense, and that's why Bud won't apologize. They're all tied up into the ESG stuff. Well, because they realize they have to appease to, you know, first you do have your customer base, but with ESG score. If you need financing or stock, say you're selling your stocks or you need to borrow money from the banks or investments or, you know, if you have a low ESG score, then you may not get that loan that you need or, or your uh, your stocks may be scored lower. You know, so they're trying to appease the ESG score and hopefully not lose their customer base. But if you're going to put the ESG above your customer, I don't need your product. Yep. Brother, great call as always, man. Thank you for staying on hold for me. Oh, no problem. Good good show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Here's the top 15. Uh, here's the top 15 of the top 20 Fortune 500 ranked companies received a 100% rating in this equity stuff. And this is all based on LGBTQ, trans, you know, how much of the agenda they're shoving down everybody's throats. Number one, Walmart. 100%. These all scored 100%. Number two, Amazon. Three, Exxon Mobil. Four, Apple. There's a couple of different scoring systems here, but I just want you to understand. I'm going to go and buy this because I want you to understand 
It's way harder than just boycotting one or two companies. You damn near got to boycott your way all the way back to Little House on the Prairie. Living off the land. But we can make enough of a difference with a few of the right companies that we can make change. You got Walmart, Amazon, Exxon, Apple, CVS, Berkshire Hathaway, United Healthcare Group, McKesson Corporation, AT&T, Amerisource Bergen Corp, Google, Ford Motor Company, Signacorp, Costco, Chevron, Cardinal Health, J.P. Morgan, General Motors, Walgreens, and Verizon. Start investigating people's ESG scores and their human rights campaign stuff. Figure out where to spend your money. Hey, look, I know that uh, three JPD officers have been arrested and they're going to be charged with murder and whatnot. I haven't had a chance to take a super deep dive into that. Um, at the end of the day, you know, my understanding is they did some messed up stuff. And I, you know, I will, I'll dive into it tonight. And when Sean's back tomorrow, we'll break it down. We'll have the legal perspective and all of that. You know, your boy can only consume so much at one time. Right now, I think the most important thing facing us is this, is the eve of Pride Month and this trans agenda. That is the thing that is the most pressing thing in front of us right now. Nationally. For our families, for people that don't live in Jackson, you know, you live in Jackson, you, you look and stay strapped down in Jacktown, as Kim Wade would say. Let's take a break, come back, close the showdown, land the plane for the day, get you guys ready for Mike Madison, followed by Jameson Haygood. This is the Clay Edwards Show on one hundred three point nine FM WYAB. We'll be right back. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.